Oh, like a bag of milk. This was the very first one. Oh, like a bag of milk. Please listen. We fixed it up. Oh, 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 such as pop music, uh, movies, TV, uh, experiences we've had, um, some in not just in Canada, but around the world and living in the USA, and uh, some of the differences, and we hope that you'll stick with us. And I'm here, my name is Will, I'm here with my partner, Faya. Say hi, partner. Howdy, partner. And that's uh, Faya. So um, what we'll do first off, we'll just talk a little bit about who we are, um, where we're from, what we're going to do with our life. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, we'll just talk a, bit, a little bit about uh, some uh, music that we are fans of growing up with in Canada in the 80s and 90s. we can talk about some earworms. I'm um, hopefully everybody knows what earworms are. We'll have a little bit of banter between myself and Fias, and then we're going to talk uh, about some of the places we've been. Uh, if we have enough time, some of the places where Fias has killed, or sorry, not killed, but almost killed uh, him and others, including me, and then we'll wrap it up with some uh, some chat about SCTV. So um, first off, um, Fias, uh, why don't you tell me or tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? First off, that was one hell of an introduction. Kudos to you. Bless you. All the people I've killed. <laughs> anyway, my name is Fias Kara. I am a good, good friend. Well, friend is a bit much uh, more of a very good acquaintance of Will. We've known each other a very, very long time. I uh, live in Orlando, Florida. I am a writer, editor, restaurant critic, uh, budding man of leisure. Mm. And I am so excited, so excited to get this uh, podcast over with. <laughs> Why do you say over with? You mean uh, sorry, completed? I meant to say uh, completed, completed. Thank you, Will. But you did, you did have a bit of a, a momentous adventure today, did you not, Fias? I did uh, today. Um, I got my very first Pfizer vaccine shot. So uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Uh, don't worry, Will. Uh, it's it's Will, right? Will? Yes. Will, uh, Will mm -hmm. don't worry about this, Will. I have everything under control. I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. Feeling great. I'm ready to do this. Okay. So uh, I, it, it's Will, right, Will? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how this is going to go. Now uh, I'm losing confidence with every passing second. Oh, no, don't say that. You're going to do fine, fella. Um, you know, as many times in the past, I'll save your bacon, as we like to say up here in Canada. Um, but Fias, um Canadian bacon. That's right. Fias, you're not originally from Orlando, though, are you? No, I am not. I was born in Tanzania, which is on the east coast of Africa. And we came to Canada in 19... In the early 70s, in 1974, I believe, is when we uh, arrived in Canada. I was like a young, young boy. Mm. And yeah, I uh, actually started school in Canada, went to pre-K and kindergarten. And uh, so I really, I really, I grew up in Canada and I didn't leave Canada until I was uh, 29 years old. And I came here to the uh, big old uh, oh, US that's of wonderful. You were a big boy and you made it out on your own, didn't you? Yeah, it was really tough. 
There was a lot yeah. of crying, a lot of tears. Let's be honest. Okay, well, that's. Uh, I appreciate you telling us a little bit about yourself. About yourself, uh, not myself. I'll tell you just a little quick about myself. Well, not you, Fias, but um, I like to keep that a mystery from you. Um, <laughs> actually, um, yep. I uh, my name is Will, and I am currently in uh, Guelph, Ontario, where I live. Um, from Ontario, Fias and I went to uh, college, and we also went to university in Florida. Had many shenanigans there and um, kept in touch. And uh, I've been working in my basement for about a year. Um, and really, we're just going to do this podcast. Hopefully, uh, you kids listening will like it. And if you don't, well, I'm sorry. 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 I, uh, yeah. But really, in the end, this would be a podcast. The Bag of Milk podcast would be for our listeners, all three of them, or maybe two probably one by now, but, you know, hopefully uh, someone will have an input and perhaps we'll have some guests uh, down the road um, so we can, you know, make this a little bit uh, more fun and interactive. But um, right off what we're going to do, Fias and listeners, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our Canadian bands that we loved growing up in the 80s and 90s in, you know, Canada and Ontario. Uh, Fias, what were some of your favorite bands? And, and maybe tell us a little bit about why you like them. Favorite Canadian yeah. bands. Yeah, I, I got so many. Like my iPod is full mm. of like just, I don't know, maybe like 50 maybe more Canadian bands. And I'll tell you, just earlier today, I was listening to The Box. Remember oh, The Box? I love The Box. The, Mon- the Montreal band, right? Uh, you're, closer together. Were you listening to uh, L'Affaire de Moutier? No, but I love oh, that wait. You remember that beat? Doom, doom, yeah. Doom. It was almost like a like a uh, it was like a Quebecois rap because he was talking. It was like a musical Canadian story song. It was like it was yeah it was it was like CSI in song form. On the fourteenth of October, very early in the morning, the results of a crime were found in the stables of Le Père Choupon. The old man had discovered, to his absolute dismay. The dislocated body of Elizabeth Dumoutier. So, the police was called in. I was handed the inquiry upon arriving on the scene. Mind blowing, man. And who was in that? Who, who was in the box? Oh, what other famous singers was on the well, box? Well, you know that I would know it was Sass Jordan, of course, because, you know. Yeah, you had a thing for Sass Jordan. No, actually, I didn't. No, no. No, that was somebody no, else. I just remember because, you know, I remember all those obscure things and I annoy people. I mean, my wife, I think, thinks I have Asperger's, so. Yeah, you definitely had. You know, I knew you had Asperger's <laughs> even before it was called Asperger's. What was it called back then? <laughs> It was just it, you were just like just annoying, a lunatic. annoying and weird. Yeah, annoying, an annoying lunatic. Mm, That's what you were. Goodness gracious! Well, yeah, and uh, well, we've alienated so many people now. <laughs> we've alienated the. Sorry, 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 sorry about that. We apologize. Sorry. Uh, sorry. What are some of your other favorite bands? I'll tell you some other, some other, uh, uh, some other bands I was just recently listening to on my iPad. Mm. The other one was Gino Vanelli. Oh yes, remember Black Cars? That's right. Black Cars look yep. better in the shade. Oh yeah, that Good was sexy, Gino. sexy song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are all like uh, uh, Montreal guys, right? These are all Quebec. Well, yeah, but don't forget uh, some the box. Ontario bands. You've got the uh, the Real Statics, the Spoons. Oh, the Spoons, Romantic Traffic. You know, Romantic Traffic. I that song. I actually think of that song when I'm in traffic. Mm. So I'm thinking of traffic, traffic. You know, the word traffic is now in your head. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Yeah. Romantic traffic. And you start going. Okay, that's good. Oh, 
I love the fact that it shows like the, you know, uh, Toronto subways from like the mid 80s. Oh, yeah. It had that sort of like, they had that kind of like gritty, it had that, I don't know, yeah. just had that, just that off yellow grittiness mm -hmm. all, you know. And uh, up until then, I don't think there ever was a uh, music video that was uh, shot in the subway. No, it was quite, quite cool for us uh, small town kids to see the big city and the subway and the music and everything happening. It was exciting. And now we should tell people that you, uh, I grew up in Toronto, but you grew up in... Aurelia, the home of Canadian music folk legend, Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, mm, a genius. genius yeah. Easily like what? I would say top uh, top three or four Canadian songwriters out there. You know, you obviously mm. have Neil Young and Joni Mitchell yeah. and Leonard Cohen, but Gordon Lightfoot is right up there yeah, too. They're, definitely. Forget Canadian. Forget Canadian like songwriters. I mean, in the, the pantheon of like just musical songwriters. Like, well, you know, right I mean, up there. Elvis did his song. Um, a lot of people have done his songs over the year. Wait, 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 wait. Elvis, Elvis did, did a, a song by Elvis did a version of, um, I think, uh, If You Could Read My Mind or something. I can't remember which one it is, but he did one. Yeah. Really? While he was alive. <laughs> In the early morning rain With a dollar in my hand Amazing. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. And another another band that I, uh, again, listen to a lot is Boys Brigade. Remember that song, um, Passion of and Love? Melody. Yeah. Melody. That was a good one. And Melody. Lead singer yes. Malcolm Byrne, of course. Of course. There goes your aspirin Sorry. again. Sorry about that. We were thinking of uh, Hempins. Remember Hempins, Hempins, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, Toronto. Of course, Toronto. They sang uh, "Your Daddy Don't mm -hmm. Know. The Payolas. What's your? Oh man, what was that song? Uh, it was in that uh, one of those. Uh, Eyes of yeah. a Stranger. Wasn't that in one of those? It was in like Less Than Zero or something oh, like that? yeah, that's right. That was a big deal. I think that was... I think That was, was always there. a big deal when it was like a Canadian band and you're watching it and you say, oh, that's a Canadian band song in an American movie. Yeah, like in uh, Lethal Weapon mm -hmm. 3, it was uh, uh, by Honeymoon Suite. Honeymoon Suite. Suite, yeah, that's right. They're from they played Home. at my high school one time. I think actually a guy went to high school and ended up being a drummer, the drummer for them for a few years, but... How's that for example? Really? That's pretty but, cool. But you know, I'm going back sure. to some other Canadian bands. Saga, good one. M plus M, Martha and the Muffins. Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Saga wasn't just a good one, man. Saga was like incredible. Right. I mean, they were like world. I think 
as far as worldwide Canadian bands are, I mean, Saigo is one of those bands that were more popular outside mm. of Canada than they were in Canada. I mean, they were, I think, probably like Germany's most popular. They were like the David Hasselhoff of Well, bands. and also uh, uh, a guy I knew who was from uh, Puerto Rico, he told me, I told him that I like Saga, and I said, oh, are Saga big in, big in Puerto Rico? And he said, real, real Saga, they're not big in Puerto Rico. They are huge in Puerto Rico. <laughs> So he saw Saga at like 70,000 people uh, stadium in Puerto Rico. And I saw them with like a hundred people at the Brookdale in Barrie. So how does that happen? How does like a a band like Saga get so Mm. big in Puerto Rico? That's like, it's like Rush being like enormous and like in Brazil. Remember when you did that Brazil concert, but how does Saga get so big in Puerto Rico? What's that all about? Don't know. It just, I mean, amazing band. I mean, completely underrated. And that guitarist, I don't know what you I don't know what the guitarist's name is, but he is unbelievable. so many good songs now we would be uh remiss if we didn't mention some of our um indigenous musicians such as uh what oh, was that yeah. song that you really liked i like that a chunano a chunano a chunano a chunano yeah, remember that, that song was, uh, chunano. Cashton, right that was Cashton. Yeah. i always yeah, got yeah, that yeah, mixed yeah. up that with Cashton. the hinana hoho which was susan aglukark as yeah, he nana ho ho. Google it. I have not heard of that one. I I do know Susan Amuthar. Mm. Uh, was she was she um uh was she from like somewhere in the Arctic? Yeah, obviously, yeah. I think she lives in Lakeland now. She runs a- <laughs> so she lives like a, just like yeah. uh, thirty miles away. Yeah, from she me. runs the yeah. uh, concessions at the uh, Tigers games. <laughs> I don't know. That's no, not true. That's not true. But um, you know, we're um, and of course, Haywire. You love Haywire. Oh man, Dance Desire, Dance. man. That's one of those songs. I know we're. I know we're going to segue into uh, uh, earworms, but mm. Dance Desire is one of those songs that pop into my head. But it's not an earworm because I don't mind it being in my head. You know, you know, it's nice if it's a, so. It's like you know, it's like the opposite so like of an earworm, butterfly worm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean an ear, an ear butterfly. Sorry. And here, yeah, butterfly worm. I like butterfly. Yeah, that's worm. good. It's like because it doesn't pop in your ear. It doesn't start burrowing in your ear. Where you can't get out. It's it's like just it's it all flutters. like beautiful. And mm, yes, so you have the um, the okay, so that would be a, a, a ear butterfly. butterfly, is it, or a butterfly? Or an ear, ear butterfly. yeah, yeah, I think Dance Desire, Dance Desire by Haywire for me is more a okay, ear butterfly. That's, good. that's yeah. good. Well, that brings us right into our next topic, which is earworms, or perhaps also uh, ear butterflies. I still want to say butterfly worm, but do you have any, yeah, do you have any <laughs> earworms, like any songs that annoy you? Oh, I think we have one in common that annoy the hell out of us, and that is the uh, the, the the theme, the theme show song to, to songs, friends. Yes. friends. No one told you that was gonna be this way. 
Oh my God! What a terrible yeah. song! And who, who was it? The Rembrandts? Is it the Rembrandts? Yeah, Rembrandts? yeah. Ugh, terrible, awful, awful song. And when that comes into my head, oh my! It's like I want to shoot myself. And you know what? I did watch the show. I don't think I ever saw the last, at the end of the show. I don't know what happened. If they all got married, or they all like the the apartment blew up, or something. I have no idea. But for some reason, I never watched the end. But that theme song every morning is in my head for the last 25, 30 years. You just said every morning. Every, every morning, morning is like this. That's yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> that's that song by that uh, that, uh, that other Sugar crap. Ray. That's obviously <laughs> we mentioned that uh, when we were talking uh, offline. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four-pounds bed. Um, the <laughs> Sugar Ray, that song is one, and it's anything by Smash Mouth. Oh. The worst yeah. part is when Smash Mouth uh, make a Smash Mouth song in my head. I actually picture Smash Mouth in my head, like the big, the big Smash Mouth guy is there. Like he doesn't even play an instrument; he just sort of dances around. He had that big yeah. head. I can't get enough of you, baby. <laughs> I saw them live. Actually, I saw them live here in Disney. Oh. They opened. They opened. I. It was like this. It was weird. It was like Disney was having their, I don't know, their 25th anniversary or something. And we got invited mm. to come out. And they, they had like a few of these sort of, uh, you know, semi-big bands come out to play. Funny enough, Sugar Ray was one of them. Smash Mouth was another one. And then I think the big headline headlining act was um, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, which I'd never seen live before until I moved here. Speaking of Canadian bands or 90s Canadian That's bands. That's crazy. How would, why would they think that Sugar Ray and Smash Mouth would be something Disney people would like? I don't Oh, no, I have no and, and bare naked yeah. ladies, right? But I don't. They must have paid them a crap load of money to come out and just have this like imp- like this this concert for for media. Yeah. It it wasn't even open to like everybody else. Anybody else? It was just for, and so like they're like thirty of us in there, and we're like, oh okay, this is like this kind of cool. <laughs> too bad, too bad. I hate too bad. I hate Sugar Ray and bare uh, naked ladies. Mouth, but, uh, yeah, bare naked ladies were yeah, they were pretty good. That's crazy. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing pretty good for time. We want to uh, kind of keep this into uh, thirty minutes. So. Uh, um, we'll just have a little bit of banter. Let's have a little banter, you know? Banter, banter. is like professional talking. That's what uh, the Flight of the Concords say. What's the difference between banter and repartee? Mm, I think repartee is a little bit more witty. Oh, so you can't have witty banter. You can have well, witty you have repartee. Witty banter, then it's repartee. Ah, oh, damn that. But you GST. know what? We did forget to talk about how we uh, met. Let's think about that. Wait hmm. a minute. How did hmm. we? Funny. It was that time. I think we met in uh, college and uh, yeah, then university uh, when I spent some time down there in the FLA. And uh, one of the many times, oh, you know what? One of, remember when we went to uh, Tampa uh, and it was the, went to see the uh, the hockey game, the Leafs and the uh, Lightning. And my uncle Brian was there. And then this was one of the many times where we almost died because the Blue Jays won the World Series and you started cheering and Uncle Brian almost drove off the highway. He still talks about that to today. Well, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, was, hold on, hold on. We were in the car. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we were in, in mm-hmm. the car. Your uncle was driving, mm-hmm. okay? We had the radio on, but the radio was going in and out, in and out, in and out, right? I think it was the moment when um, – this was 93. This was the uh, – they had already right. won the World Series, and Joe Carter was at bat. And the, the audio was going right. in and out, in and out, and – 
So we couldn't really tell what was going on. We knew the bases were like, we knew there were like runners on first and second mm-hmm. and Joe Carter was up. And, you know, the next thing you, you know, the sound went. And mm-hmm. then the next thing we heard was like this screaming from the, um, uh, you know, from right, the radio right. uh, guy. Tom and Jerry. And Tom and Jerry, Jerry Howard. And I just screamed. Because I realized that we just won the Again. World Series, and it frightened your it frightened your uh, yes. uh, your uncle so much that yeah, he nearly uh, swerved the car into the ditch off the I four off that the interstate. Was, uh, that was a good story, and he still talks about that today. How could you not? I mean, it was for all of us. I think it was so memorable for because we had gone to Tampa, we saw the Leafs yes. win. They beat Tampa. I think that won their ninth game in a row to mm. start the season. Uh, it was the best start yeah. ever. And then we on our way back to Orlando. He um, uh, the Blue Jays. Well, you know that was just one of many many times prior and I think after where um, there was an incident where one of us almost died and most pretty much all the times it was your fault. You remember when I uh, uh, well, you were pissing me off at the <laughs> Tuesdays and I uh, stabbed you. <laughs> I stabbed yeah, you in the head. I do with remember that. I tell that I told that story yeah. to my kids. You're really you were really pissing me off. I don't know why. <laughs> I had that tendency. You were really yeah. I was like yeah. an earworm, really not not a butterfly yeah, was, worm. Uh, <laughs> It's not. I, uh, I'm not proud of the moment. That's okay. I say, you know, I'm a, I'm a peaceful man. You know, I'm a right. pacifist. But a, uh, you piss me off. I, I might stab yeah. you in the head with a fork. I mean, I I probably deserved it to be honest. In those days, I didn't think I did, but now that I'm married, I I did deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was Cleveland. We went to Cleveland. We almost died that one time. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. Yeah, we were in Cleveland? the in the trying to fill the car up with gas, oh. and uh, was in a bad part of town, and and um, you couldn't figure out how to get the get the gas pump going. You don't remember that one? <laughs> We blocked that one out. No, I don't remember yep. this. There was, of course, yeah. New York City. Um, I don't think you almost killed us there. Wait, 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 wait. Finish the, finish the Cleveland story. How, it was how like in the days where in that area you had to prepay gas. And so you had to prepay and the guy was behind a bulletproof uh, thing. And then you prepaid him, but you couldn't get the gas pump to start. And we're like, hurry up, hurry up and fill up the car. Because it was a little bit of a sketchy neighborhood for us Canadian folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't remember that one? No, we didn't, we didn't. We didn't actually almost die. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why? Why am I the one? (laughs) Well, you do the math. You know what? It's called white privilege, folks. Well, we'll you know what? We don't want to give away all the good stories. We want people to come back. So let's just say that every episode we'll talk have a different story about when you almost killed us or someone. Well, this sounds more like Mm. a story about you guys almost killing me. That's true. That's true. Well, I I can tell once. But I mean, you did almost kill me with the fork. So that was kind of even. Well, I didn't draw blood. Uh, I think it just had a bit of a poke in my I do remember remember the scene. The three three indent. I do remember seeing the three indentations on your forehead that uh, lasted maybe a day or two. Yeah. I did. That was a good one. (laughs) Oh, well, we've got that's great banter, you know? This is the kind of banter we want. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we've I think we verged into repartee mm, territory. Perhaps there. let's talk a little bit about um, one of our favorite shows, uh, which was the uh, Second City Television Network. Tired of ordinary television? Don't touch that dial. SCTV is now on the air. Um, you know, there's a lot of great skits on that show, uh, and I think what we'll do is we'll try and end off the show with a little bit of a skit from uh, uh, Angus Crock. But uh, what is one of your other favorite skits? It's got to be Battle of the PBS Stars with Howard Cosell, played by uh, Eugene Levy, calling the boxing match between Mr. Rogers oh, yeah, and Julia Child. Good. You remember that? The crowd is literally buzzing with excitement as Mr. Rogers, representing Bill Buckley's team, enters the ring. Oh, look out there, Fred. <laughs> 
The slender Jeff's not used to this sort of fare. Tonight, he prepares to face the heavily favored Julia Child, the French chef, if you will. But you know, but what really stuck out for me was was Rick Moranis uh, doing Dick Cavett. Mm-hmm. You know, he even did like a Dick Cavett or a Dick Cavett episode where he played himself interviewing interviewing right, himself. Right. We have a wonderful program for you tonight. After seven hundred some odd shows, it has always been my wish to interview the person who, to my knowledge, encompasses all the intellect of John Kenneth Galbraith, the wit of Woody Allen, the irreverence of Mort Saul, the charm of Sir Lawrence Olivier and the looks of Cary Grant. Um, of course, I could only be talking about one person, and that person would be me. So would you then welcome me, Dick Cabot? Hello. So Rick Moranis, I think Rick Moranis, arguably, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, arguably, I think he was the most talented cast member of SCTV. You know, when he played, when he played Woody mm-hmm. Allen in Taxi Driver, that was absolutely yes. brilliant. Coming soon to SCTV, Taxi Driver with Woody Allen, a special presentation on SCTV's Movie of the Week. I know what you're thinking, that, that violence really isn't my thing, you know, that my idea of violence is like a, like a pink shirt with purple pants, but I have to ask you something. Um, are you talking to me? I mean, there, there, there's, there's nobody else here. I mean, you're talking to me? Who, who are you talking to? And then he played that, that ultra hyper, ultra Jewish, ultra loquacious Hollywood producer, Larry mm-hmm. Siegel. Yep. Remember Larry Siegel? Thursdays at 9 on SCTV, watch the stars shine with veteran Hollywood producer Larry Siegel. Look at the show, look at the show, what are you going to watch? You're going to stay home and watch Monday Night Football, a bunch of guys are going to pigskin? What are you going to watch, reruns with Fonzie? Come on, you're going to watch, what do you got, to hire a producer for 300,000? I make pictures in an office all day. I'll do what I want here. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> the Larry Siegel show. I thought that was like, I thought that was his bloody genius. And the best part is that he has his talk show, but he doesn't let us, he, he won't <laughs> let any of his guests I uh, yeah. get a word in edgewise. He just he just talks to the whole thing. I thought it was genius performance. And of course, I know your favorite, uh, Jerry Todd. I know you're yeah, a of course. Of Rick Moranis, I think, had the most variety of uh, of characters for sure. I think it was the most talented too because he could play the guitar and you know he did Neil Young and he did. Uh, oh yeah, remember when he did like Michael Mac- Michael McDonald on that on the Jerry Todd show? Where <laughs> yeah yeah, so it's the Michael McDonald part. Of- Meantime, we've got more video for you. This time from the Grammy winner himself, Christopher Cross. And a song that I'm just crazy about. Will you see the video? It's called Ride Like the Wind. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye. Take care. See you next time. So long. That was pretty good. I thought that was brilliant. So yeah, so I think so. Rick Moranis. So when Rick, and then he kind of like just stepped mm-hmm. out of the limelight. I think he raised the family. His wife, I think, unfortunately yes. died. So he was raising his kids. And then I think then I think he came out with this album, some uh, like a I don't know, like a Passover really? album or a, Ju- a Purim album. Yeah, yeah. He came out with this Jewish uh, this Jewish comedy album. Was he the one sort. that got punched and on the street now, in New York? Yeah, he was the one that got punched in the street. And now I think he's going to be in the next Ghostbusters. And I think he's going to be in uh, the Martin Scorsese um, documentary, the afternoon and afternoon oh, with SCTV. I think they wrote that's going to be amazing. Yeah, there were so many of those uh, the skits that 
that they were all into. Like those were some of my favorites, but also the Midnight Express. What was that one? The Midnight Express uh, uh, special or something? The Turkish prison thing? Yeah. What? And there was like Anne Marie was singing from the Turkish prison and there was a bunch of... <laughs> The who's who's on first? There was the one with the who's on first, but it wasn't instead of a baseball. It was like bands band names. It was like who's on first? Oh, I don't know. Yes, what? Guess who? No, they're playing third. It was all. I think that was all part of the same show. We've got a great show for you tonight. Our first group is making their big comeback on the show tonight. So Lou, why don't you introduce the band? You want me to introduce the band? That's right. All right, I'll introduce the band. What band? The band. What's the name of the band? I'm telling you, man, the band. Well, who's the band? No, no, no. Who's on next week? What are you asking me for? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Who's on next week? What do I care who's on next week? If I'm going to introduce the band tonight, i got to know their name. That is their name. That's whose name? The band. What's the matter with you? Look, are you the fellow who booked the band? That's right. Well, who's the band? Who's on next week? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, I'm telling you. Look, have you signed a contract with the band? That's right. Was the band's name on it? Absolutely. It's no good unless they sign it. It's no good unless who signed it? The band. Well, who signed it? Who's on next week? I don't care. Who's on next week? I got to know the name of the band that's on tonight. Are you listening to me? The band is on tonight. Who's on next week? You follow me? Yes. Oh, no. Yes said no. They were booked. <laughs> Oh yeah, and there was one of my favorite skits was definitely the um, Gordon Lightfoot sings every song ever recorded. Did you see that one? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah basically, he's like seventy six trombones in the big parade, and um, what was the other one? It basically, well, I mean, it's pretty much self explanatory. Gordon Lightfoot sings every song ever recorded. Got the horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. which also which also always reminds me of uh when they had um, stairways to heaven which is basically uh, numerous artists and bands singing um, Stairway to Heaven. So you've got like Luciano Pavarotti and uh, Slim Whitman, <laughs> the five neat guys. It's the greatest rock song ever written, Stairway to Heaven, the one song you just can't get enough of. And now KTEL has collected 30 different versions of this beloved contemporary classic on one 12-inch stereo LP. Yes, if you love Stairway to Heaven now, you'll love it dozens of different ways with KTEL's new Stairways to Heaven. And what would heaven be without stars? And Stairways to Heaven has 30 great stars with their interpretations of Led Zeppelin's musical milestone. You'll hear George Benson, Ario Speedwagon, and Al Stewart. There's a lady who's sure all the glitters is gone. Hold on to your headsets, there's more. Devo, Parami and Teicher, and Buffy St. Marie. Your head is humming and it won't go. And for you classical buffs, Luciano Pavarotti. There was a lady we all know. From the soulful baritone strut of Barry White. Baby, 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 it makes me wonder. To the popular country crooning of Slim Whitman. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. All the way to the saucy stylings of Ricky Lee Jones. And she's to the great sounds of Stairways to Heaven with the five neat guys. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. 
get this, here's America's favorite copycat, Rich Little, singing it as only he can, sounding so close to the original, it's scary. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alone there. It's just a sprinkly for the main queen. If you went to a record store to buy this record, they'd laugh at you, not because of your looks, but because they're not allowed to sell it. That's right, Stairway Seven is not available in stores. Available only by mail, Stairways to Heaven. 30 versions of Stairway to Heaven and 33 and a third for a third of the price you pay in a store. But once again, you can't buy it in a store. Spend $9.99 per record, $12.99 for 8-track paper cassette to Stairways to Heaven, P.O. Box 104, Mellonville. Send now. Of course, Dave Thomas was the always like the uh, the K-Tel uh, introductor, you know, introducer for those albums that they were trying to promote, the fake albums. So you can't beat that. No, yeah, he was he was so good. He was so yeah. good at that. The talking fast. Exactly. K-tel. I'm Harvey Keitel. I think he was Harvey Keitel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Keitel. <laughs> the five neat guys were the were that yeah. barbershop uh, yeah, or something, like, right? But you know what? That also reminds me of. I just thought of um, when they did Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, but it was Bing Crosby. <laughs> remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember that yeah. one too <laughs> good times come one thing we were also going to try and do with every episode was have uh you have some of those shows where they'll talk about you know who would win in a fight like you know caveman versus astronaut uh i don't know godzilla versus a vampire or something but we were gonna make this a little bit more you know a little bit more peter 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 mansbridge and peter mansbridge versus king kong <laughs> Yeah. This one, talking about SCTV, well, tell us a little bit of the story of the late Conrad and Bonar Bain. You know, who were they? Wow. I mean, Conrad, I mean, Conrad Bain, of course, was the dad on mm-hmm. Different Strokes, uh, Different Mr. Strokes Drummond. being that. Uh, yeah, Mr. Drummond, the very popular TV show of the 80s starring uh, Todd Bridges and Dana Plato and, of course, mm-hmm. Gary Coleman. Uh, so, yeah, Conrad Bain was the father, Mr. Drummond. And Conrad Bain had a brother whose name twin was brother. Bonar Bain, a twin brother. And identical twins, you know, you've never seen twins that look more identical than Bonar and Mm -hmm. Conrad Bain. Um, So getting back to your question, who would win in a fight between the two of them? I'm thinking um, even though Bonar Bain played like the evil twin to Conrad in many of his shows, including SCTV and the Mm -hmm. Zontar episode where it was that invasion of the body snatchers type of thing. And 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 those lettuce heads would come and invade people's bodies and take Mm -hmm. them over. Anyway, um, my guess is that in a fight, Bonar would win because he had to grow up. He had to grow up, go to school and be made fun of with a Mm -hmm. name like Bonar. You know, you know, if, if you get made fun of, you probably get into some fights. You probably learn how to, I don't know, defend yourself at an earlier age. And so I'm thinking that he probably developed his, I don't know, his more pugnacious qualities at an earlier age than Conrad did. So I think in a fight, I'm going with Bonar over I would, I would agree. You know, I kind of thought the other way, but 
find out a little bit about their history. You know, they grew up on the uh, rough streets of Lethbridge, Alberta. I would say that if your name was Bonar <laughs> in Lethbridge, you probably had to defend yourself. So hopefully, um, you know, in the future, we'll uh, we'll come up with some more, uh, uh, I don't know what's the word for, obscure fights. Doesn't necessarily have to be between siblings, but um, yeah, or twins. it's not going to always be twins. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, uh, before we're almost done, uh, I did certainly want to mention that today is the uh, 92nd birthday of the late Patrick McGowan, star of The Prisoner. And Fias um, knew for years I was a fan of The Prisoner uh, TV show from the 60s, and he recently just watched it, and perhaps we'll talk about it again another time. By the way, you're I think you're starting to whistle your S's like a 92-year-old. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. The pre... Is it there? The... All right. The... We've probably, Is it there? We've probably the lost pre- all three people that anyway. were listening at the start. <laughs> Maybe we need to give out yeah. prizes. Probably. Yeah, yeah prizes, The folks. prizes, you get to listen again. An <laughs> a butterworm. A butterfly. Yeah. A butterworm. <laughs> a butterworm. Jeez. <laughs> You're coming with me. Those are the best. We've got, we, so hold on. We've got, we've got <laughs> ear butterfly. We've got the mm. butterfly worm. And now we've got the I like butterworm. that one. We're keeping that one. <laughs> a butterworm. Yeah. I like butterworm too. So we're going to refer, we're going to refer to songs that mm. you don't mind them being stuck in your head butter, as yeah. butterworm. We'll just have to come up with some because I don't know if I can think of any. Because now I've got Sugar Ray stuck in my head again, but that's my fault. All right. So uh, now what we're going to do is we're going to end the inaugural and auspicious um, episode of the Bag of Milk podcast with a blues song performed by Angus Crock. Uh, from SCTV. So, Fias, tell us a little bit about this clip. Uh, well, Angus Croc, of course, is the uh, Scottish character played by Dave Thomas. Uh, he's got a very thick Scottish brogue, and in this clip, he is uh, he hosts a cooker a cooking show. It's called I think it's kind of, I think it's called Cookery with Croc, and uh, he's making scones. And as part of the show, he invites his band his blues band on to uh, sing a song. And uh, the song is called, I believe it's called blues from the highlands. I... And this, this is the song that uh, we'll play to, to end off the bag of milk podcast. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at bag of milk podcast, or you can email us at bag of milk podcast at bell.net. And we, uh, we'll, we thank you for listening. Um, sorry, but uh, thanks. Sorry. Okay. Have a great day. Sorry. Okay, bye. Roll song. On my far right and heart, Gordon Sunny Boy McPherson. And the cute young lad on guitar is none other than Lightning Sam McGregor. Oh, that's really bad, eh? <laughs> well, I hope my pipes are in good shape today, boys. One, two, three, four. <laughs> In Aberdeen, I cranked up my box hall. It's a mean machine. I'm going south now. Okay, down to Edinburgh town. Gonna walk around the streets and have myself a real ball. Got five guineas in my pocket, and I hope some lassie don't let me down. <laughs> Oh, we got a fire here! Oh, the scones! The scones are burning! Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's 
other. But the bloody scones. Well, let that be a lesson to you. When you're singing the Scottish blues and the scones are baking, don't get carried away or they'll get burned to a crisp like these ones did. Perhaps I'll write a tune about it one day, I don't know. Anyway, we've run out of time, so until next week, this is Angus Crock saying, Bob's your uncle. Goodbye and good riddance to you. Talking Scottish blues. Give me one, give me two, give me three, give me five pound notes. Give me six, give me ten, give me twenty. Twenty bob. Great, <laughs> twenty bob and a hop job.